Welcome to the Talking Nutrition Podcast, where twice a week you'll learn about all things health, fitness, and mindset. I'm your host, Yon Investors, and it's my goal to simplify nutrition, provide you with actionable strategies, and teach you repeatable systems so you can create real results that last. Now, real quick, you won't find any crazy restrictive diets or quick fixes here, and the stuff that we talk about is basic, easy to apply, and effective. However, the only way to create change is by putting what you learn into action. Now, go ahead and grab yourself a coffee, pour me one while you're at it, and let's dive into the episode. What's up and welcome back to Talking Nutrition. Today is part four of our five-part mini-series, The Principles of Nutrition. So far, we talked about calories, macronutrients, micronutrients, nutrient timing, and supplementation, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, but today, we're going to get into metabolism and periodization. Now, next Thursday, we're going to talk about flexible dieting to finish off this mini-series. I hope you enjoyed it so far. And as always, if you have any follow-up questions, just hit me up on Instagram at yourinvestors underscore OCS, or just hit up at Talking Nutrition Podcast, and I'll get back to you there. If you could do me one small but very huge favor, go to your Spotify or Apple, wherever you're listening to your podcast, drop us a quick rating. It really helps us grow the show. It takes a couple seconds. Quick five stars, right? Drop a review if you want to. It would really, really mean a lot. Now, let's get into the episode. I think we've all heard about people struggling with a slow metabolism or superfoods and supplements that speed up your metabolism, right? You hear that a lot or that your metabolism slows down as you age. Now, what is the metabolism? Why is this thing making it so difficult for us to get results it's when we understand the body you can really start to understand how to work with your body instead of against it because when you're not on the same team you're not going to win the body does the body decides at the end of the day so we need to work with it i'm going to ask you guys one more question what's the goal for the human body what's the what's the body supposed to do very good yes survive so that you can continue our species like that's how the animal kingdom works right now there's a fridge right here. It's not connected, but there's a fridge right there. There's like a supermarket probably not too far from here. There's food over there at the gas station. There's always food available, right? There's always a ton of calories everywhere that we could just get to. Now, if we go back 100 years, your grandparents were probably out here fishing or growing their own potatoes or carrots. They didn't have that much available. And that's only a difference of like 100 years. Human species have been around for like thousands of years without the fridge and all that. You know, not a lot was available food-wise. But they still survived because of the metabolism. And because of storing body fat during times of feast, when there was a lot of food available, and times of famine, when there was not that much available. Andre, is there a central like, heating system in this gym? I know it's a very <laughs> random question. Okay, you don't know. That's fine. That's okay. Let's say 20 degrees, yeah? When Andre sets the room temperature to 20 degrees, and someone leaves the door open and the window and it starts to cool down, the heat's probably going to come up, right? to bring the temperature back up, back up to that baseline, to, to that 20 degrees. Like, let's say the sun is blasting through the windows and it gets really hot here, then the heat will probably turn down or the blinds probably come down, right? So that the temperature goes back down to that baseline. And that's really how your metabolism kind of works. I just wanted to use that as an example because it's like your energy thermostat. Your metabolism isn't just slow or just fast. It's adaptive. You can slow down, you can speed up. So what happens when you go into a calorie deficit when you restrict calories. First of all, we get hungry. Pretty obvious, right? Your body makes you hungry. Hunger hormone ghrelin goes up, leptin, more like a satiety hormone, goes down. So one, you feel less full and you get more hungry. So you're more likely to go out and look for food. Now let's think about calories out again. So we had exercise activity on top, that's 5%. Your workouts are probably not gonna be that great because we're literally taking fuel away. You're restricting calories, there's not that much around. So we're taking fuel away, so you're probably not going to get as much out of your workouts. 
you're probably burning fewer calories there. Thermic effect goes down, which is kind of obvious. When you eat less, there's less to digest, so you're burning fewer calories. Now, non-exercise activity also goes down, and that's really the biggest component that up or down regulated throughout a diet or even in a surplus. I just started a fat loss phase two days ago, so I'm, I'm not really noticing much yet. But let's say I will be doing this talk like two months from now, where I've been dieting, I've been in the calorie deficit for a while. There's a pretty good chance that I'd be standing here, like not moving as much and maybe talking slower, not as loud. I might literally be blinking less, or might even be like leaning here, you know. Your body is trying to make you move less. It happens, even without you realizing. That's also why I have my step tracker again, because I want to control my steps. What often happens is when I take a client to, into a fat loss phase, a couple of weeks later, steps start to go down. And I have to mention that, hey, let's get this back up again. Usually we aim for like 8, 9, or 10K, for example. But that's your body trying to make you move less. You might literally feel like, you know, or not feel like doing the chores around the house, for example. The body's really smart. So that non-exercise activity is the most adaptive component. Then BMR. Now, if you lose weight, you'll automatically burn fewer calories. Like a smaller body burns fewer calories. Bigger bodies burn more calories. There's also going to be a hormonal adaptations, like a thyroid hormone, which is really your met metabolism command center almost. Changes in sex hormones. And those are not like these bad things. It, it just makes sense. Like it happens. At some point, your body needs to start saving energy. You know when your phone is like on like 10%, you can put it on like power saving mode, or maybe the GPS is off and it does a refresh in the background and all that stuff. And it can maybe only make phone calls. Like your body needs to somehow save energy. That's through movement and all that, but it's also through important processes in the body. Sex hormones go down, which is also why women in bodybuilding or athletes can actually lose a menstrual cycle. And men also struggle with low testosterone. If we think about it, that kind of makes sense, right? Because, for example, in case of bodybuilding or athletes, if body fat is often very low, plus there's not a lot of food around, why would the body even think, like, hey, it's probably a good idea to not put another human on this planet? Probably not an idea, right? Not a priority. So, for example, sex hormones are not really the number one priority anymore. So it wants to keep you alive. So your body is saving energy. Now, this all sounds very scary, but it's normal. It's how we survive. Good news is that just how the metabolism slows down, can speed up again, too, by eating more. Eating more is probably one of the most scary things ever. <laughs> I swear I have more clients having a hard time eating more and eating enough than actually eating less in a deficit. Because when they're dieting, it's like, it's exciting, right? We're losing weight, et cetera, working towards a goal. Eating more is one of the most important things you can do. And it's the actual secret to like mastering your metabolism. Because mastering your metabolism sounds very cool, but the most underwhelming way to explain how to master your metabolism is simply by eating enough most of the time and eating healthy foods most of the time. Not really dieting too much, not really being a surplus. Just keeping at that baseline. Your body doesn't give a shit about your six-pack goals. Your body doesn't care about you getting stranded for summer. You can work with it and you can achieve that. But like I said, if you're not on the same team, you're not going to win. Your body does. Your body just wants to keep things the same. It wants to be at homeostasis, a state of balance. And that's really that temperature that I use as an example. When you increase food intake, you usually start to expend a little bit more. When you decrease, like I said, your body starts to burn fewer calories. It just wants to stay at the you know, baseline. It wants to keep things the same so that there's a safe environment, there is lots of food around. One thing that I want to mention, because I think a lot of people still believe that this is the case, but your metabolism does not slow down as you age. 
I often hear this one as an excuse. But it doesn't slow down because of age. What usually happens is people start to move less, train less, have less muscle on the body, and for that reason, they are burning fewer calories. So in a way, sure, it can slow down. But it's not because of age. Between the ages of 20 up to 60, there's actually no change to that. I wanted to explain that as well. Periodization is really our tool that we use to master your metabolism. Like I said, the most important thing you can do is eating enough. It's like the most boring thing ever, right? And I have a lot of people who come to me for a fat loss goal who first have to spend a lot of time actually eating enough, even though they really want to lose weight. And that's sometimes difficult. It's also necessary. So there's four phases. Maintenance at energy balance. Then there's a bulk where you're gaining, cut, where you're losing, and then a reverse diet, which is kind of the transition. Now, maintenance is really the place to be. You want to be at maintenance. That's really where your body is happy. There is a lot of room for flexibility, too, because most of you guys are probably going to be able to eat quite a bit at maintenance. You'd be surprised. And you can include a lot of the pizza, the burgers, and all the good stuff that you want. The waffles, for example. You can include all this stuff. And at maintenance, it's very simple. Now, once we go into a bulk, for example, where you're actually purposely gaining weight, you want to control it. Because you'll often hear about like, doing a, a dirty bulk, for example, where people just gain a bunch of weight. But here's the thing. When we're gaining weight, we mostly want to gain muscle, right? That's usually the goal, building muscle. You will gain body fat as well. It comes with a package. It sucks, but that's how it is. That's also why I'm a little bit more chunky right now than I would like to be, because I've just been, <laughs> been bulking for 14 months. It comes with the deal. You're going to get a little bit of body fat there. The goal is to go slow so that you mostly gain muscle. How slow is between 0.25 and 0.5% of weight gain per week. That's really slow. You're going to have to be very patient. And I don't think that if without a coach, I would be as patient. But I made it through 14 months. It was a long time. Anything faster is going to lead to a higher risk of more fat gain. So yes, you can go faster, but you're just going to gain more body fat and not just more muscle. Take it slow when it comes to a bulk. You can go for a long time. Like I said, I just spent 14 months, for the most part, being in surplus. You don't have to go that long. A couple months would probably be a good idea for most people. But if you want to look like you work out, you want to be eating enough. Now, there is an exception. There's actually two exceptions that I have to mention. Anabolic steroids, very common. I don't recommend anyone doing that, by the way. I don't think it's a great idea, but it's your decision. But no, like, I got to mention it. There's a lot of Hollywood actors who do steroids to get ready for like a Batman like role or something, you know, like Wolverine. They're juiced up. It's not natural. There's a lot of Instagram models or influencers that are on steroids. So be aware that that's the case. It's actually super common and more common than you would think. So don't compare yourself to those people because it's very likely not all natural. So that's one exception. In those cases, you'll gain a whole bunch of muscle and you might even be losing body fat. Sounds great, right? These people also struggle with hormonal problems for the rest of their lives, but okay. But that's something to keep in mind. Now, on the other hand, there's another exception, and that's when you're new to lifting, which is super cool. Like, when you are new to working out, when you're new to lifting weights, and especially if you combine that with increasing your protein intake, you're going to experience something that's called newbie gains. When you are new to lifting, you're going to get the best response to training. And everyone here is going to be jealous of that. There's a lot of people who are trying to build a bunch of muscle. It's difficult, right? It takes a long time. Yeah, it takes a long time. When you're new to lifting, and you get that initial, like those newbie gains, like enjoy it, like benefit from it, because it's not going to be that easy anymore after a couple of years. Now cut, weight loss. We talk a lot about weight loss. It's like the main goal for a lot of people. Now with weight loss, same thing. It's not just about getting as light as possible, as fast as possible. Because also here, if we go faster, usually it's not a good idea. 
When you lose weight, we're trying to lose body fat, right? We're not just trying to become a lighter person. If we go fast, what usually happens is we lose a whole bunch of muscle mass as well, which we don't want, because then we end up with what's called like a skinny fat physique, where yes, we lose a bunch of weight, but it's not going to just be body fat, it's also going to be muscle. So try to stick between 0.5 and 1% per week, which for some people could be up to like a kilo, and for others that might be half a kilo, or more 0.2 kilos or something. But just think about it this way. Think about a diet or a cut like a rubber band. Like the harder you pull it, the harder it's going to bounce back. So try to control it. Like yes, you want to make sure that you are making progress. So a percent per week is totally cool. That's on the higher end, that's on the aggressive end though. Anything faster can lead to more muscle loss. So be aware, take it slow guys. There's literally no rush. I think this is where it goes wrong. A lot of people try like the fast way. The diets and the meal plans or whatever that promise you like 10 kilos in a couple of weeks or whatever. Is it possible? Sure. Is it gonna last? Probably not, right? Six pack in six weeks, yeah, fuck that. It's not gonna happen, guys. And a reverse diet. This is really the, the most important phase, in my opinion. This is the first phase that we start with in my coaching program. I put everyone on a reverse diet in the very beginning to optimize their metabolism. You wanna get the body healthy, you wanna feel energized, you wanna feed your body the nutrients that it needs and actually establish a, a solid foundation before even thinking about weight loss. And to be honest with you guys, that can be four weeks, and I also have someone now who is on a reverse diet for six months, and we're not done yet. When we're struggling with chronic dieting, when people constantly diet and diet and diet, and we're just cutting calories and cutting calories, and you end up eating 1,000 calories per day and you're not even losing weight, that's gonna take a long time to fix. Like I said, the metabolism slows down, we can reverse it again, we can speed it up, but it can take a very long time. So be aware of that. Constantly cutting calories and constantly living in a deficit is the worst thing you can do for your metabolism. Which is why we start with a reverse diet, then we go into a cut, for example, possibly a bulk. But also after the cut, we wanna do a reverse diet instead. And usually we aim about like halfway from where we end the cut and your new expected maintenance, we jump like halfway, and then when we make small steps to slowly upregulate your metabolism again. Because we know that it's usually not a weight loss problem, it's a weight maintenance problem. And usually what I see is that once we're done with the cut, we think, oh, we're done. But you're not. It's probably still going to take a few months, which is tough. So also, once again, guys, if you think, you know, about summer this year, you want to plan for it. And this is really what periodization is. You want to plan these phases. If I'm thinking out loud right now, last year in March, for example, I talked to my coach. I have a nutrition coach as well. She asked me, what's your goal? I said, I want to build muscle. I've never dedicated a full year to building muscle. Let's do that. Okay, cool. So we ded dedicated, sorry, all of 2021 to building muscle with a possible mini cut in between. We did a short, you know, weight loss phase, which was, ended up being like October, November last year. And then we continued. Then towards the end, you know, maybe last month or so, I kind of stood at maintenance. And then now we're starting my cut. We are going to do about a 12 to 16 week cut. After that, I'm going to do a long reverse, and then I'm probably just going to chill on maintenance. Probably for the rest of the year, but we'll see. Who knows? So you want to think ahead of time. You want to make sure that what you do makes sense, because maybe you want to get shredded, but maybe next week you're planning a trip to Italy or something. <laughs> Is that someone here? <laughs> I, uh, I actually didn't know that. Like, that was, <laughs> yeah, for example. He's on a diet and he's planning a trip to Italy. Yeah. But that's actually good. Yeah, that's cool. So how do we deal with that? Two options, actually. Not do a cut. Actually, three options. Not do a cut right now. Now, 
also in a deficit, and I feel like I gotta point this out, it's totally cool to be at maintenance for a couple days. Or take a diet break where you just go back to maintenance and then you continue. Because here's the thing, energy balance is not like a 24 hour thing. It's not that your body knows, oh it's 12 o'clock now, we gotta reset, you know? It just flows into each other. So energy balance is really like a weekly thing more like. And then the weeks flow into months, etc. Which means that you can be at maintenance for a couple, a couple days a week, which is what I do with some clients where we do five days in a deficit, two days of maintenance. Their weekly energy balance is still in, in a deficit, but from day to day, it allows for more flexibility. They have some days at maintenance, which is actually easier than you would think. So how long are you going to Italy for? Uh, yeah, five days. I just go to maintenance for five days. And you can choose to track then or not. I usually recommend people not to during a trip because you want to enjoy flexibility. It's a great moment to just see how you do without tracking because I'm a big fan of tracking, but I think it's also important to be able to do without. It's a great tool, but you don't want to be dependent on it either. So you want to plan ahead. You want to periodize your nutrition so that you know what's coming up. Make sure that it makes sense. For example, Christmas should probably be maintenance. Okay, cool. Say you have a trip in, in summer, like July, for example. You probably want to be at maintenance there. Then from August up until you know, September, October, November, you have a couple months to maybe plan a cut, maybe plan a reverse diet. And once again, guys, you don't want to stay in cuts all the time. Like you don't want to just diet and diet and diet and restrict calories nonstop. You want to take your breaks. All right, that's it for today. As a thank you for sticking around, I'd like to send you a free copy of my ebook, The Definitive Fat Loss Nutrition Guide. Honestly, if you like the podcast, I'm sure you'll love the ebook. So if you want it, all you need to do is either click the link in the show notes or DM me on Instagram at johanvesters underscore OCS and I'll personally send it to you. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. I'll talk to you soon.